You're listening to the Bookkeepers podcast sponsored by Go Proposal by Sage. I've been a student of value pricing for many years now. Understanding pricing has helped me to transform our firm's results and build a firm that can run without me. A key tool we use for pricing in our firm is Go Proposal. It allows us to build the price in person with the prospect and send out a proposal and engagement letter immediately, which has saved us hours from how we used to do it before. Not only that, but being able to create a standardized pricing system within the software means everyone on my team can use it freeing me up from being the bottleneck. If you're not using it already, I highly recommend you check it out. Just head to goproposal.com forward slash sign up for your free trial. Now over to the latest episode of the Bookkeepers podcast. Hi and welcome back to Bookkeepers Bootcamp. I'm really excited to be joined by Lottie Saunders. How are you Lottie? I'm good thank you. You? I'm really well thank you. Like It's been a crazy week and um, we're nearly nearly at the end of the week but still so much to do so I'm really like lots of great conversations still to come. Um, Lottie is one of the bookkeepers in our community and Lottie runs Lottie Saunders Bookkeeping. Lottie do you want to tell us a little bit about your business, how you got started and how you got to the point where you are today? That's such a big question. That's a lot, isn't it? (laughs) It's a lot. Um, So I've had a really varied career. I started as a forensic psychologist, then had kids and that just didn't work because I was having to fly around the country when I was doing the psychology. So that didn't work. So worked in early years for a bit. Oh, I've done literally anything and everything I think I did when the kids were little and and worked with a friend we had a VA business and what really hit me was people kept coming back about bookkeeping now I'd done bookkeeping um before university for my cousin and a couple of other people and I was like this seems like a real opportunity and I love numbers I'm a proper numbers person when I was doing psychology I was always doing statistics and multivariate statistics and loving all the really number nerdy stuff um so I was like I'm gonna train in this and it was you know to start with a business decision um but then my friend had a few issues with her side of the business um and so we decided we were gonna I mean we're still besties but it was just time for us to kind of set up separately um and so Lottie Saunders bookkeeping was born um I've got really varied mix of clients, which I really like. Um, I just think, you know, I'm, I am on the verge of niching, but because I'm very indecisive, I'm going to have about three niches. That's okay. <laughs> tell so, me about those. Tell me about, um, tell me about your journey to working, like finding your niche as well then. So my main niche is, um, woo clients I love woo clients I am very woo myself as poor Joe has had the misfortune to discover on occasion um yeah I just and one of my very first clients who is still with me now is very very woo and she is my champagne client she's exactly who I want I want 10 more of her at least Um, she's just finished. She was in a complete and utter mess when I met her financially. And she's just done her first year as a limited company. And she's come out of it in profit and having paid all her debt off. Wow, that's amazing. It is. I keep saying to her, you've got to remember how amazing this is as an achievement. Yes, 
I, myself and her VA, we've helped guide her, but it's her that's done that, oh. you know, and that's amazing. And, you know, it's all the, the silly things that if you have Woo clients, first of all, they undervalue their services massively. They feel that because energetic stuff is a gift from the universe, they don't think they should charge for it properly. But actually, as I think we probably a lot of us in the community know, if you don't charge enough, people don't value it. Yeah. So it's very yeah. similar to how we feel about bookkeeping a lot of the time. I know how to yeah. do this. It's straightforward to me. It's just what I do. Oh, I can't be very valuable. And it's no. like breaking through that. Absolutely. And I, a few years ago, um, so my cousin is a cake maker. I'm sure there's a proper name for it. And she does wedding cakes. She was living in Australia at the time. And she was so busy, so she doubled her prices. The more she put her prices up, the more people wanted her. And it's that really strange kind of, I think people value you more. So for me, a lot of my niching is to tell these woo clients that charge properly. If you charge properly, people won't suddenly cancel at the last minute. You know, people will use your time sensibly and in a valued way. I mean, my champagne clients, actually, she does PR. So it's a very different kind of, you know, she's not doing energetic healing. But it's just, you know, for me, it's that kind of, that's one of my niches. Um, I have also started doing, um, about six months ago, I started doing some landlords. And obviously with MTD for ITSA. Mm -hmm. That's a massive thing. Um, I have taken on Hammock as a software, which is flipping amazing, and uh, been approached by the landlord press to do an interview with them, which oh, wow. I was like, oh. I was like, no, yes, I'm saying yes, I'm saying yes. <laughs> Googling madly in the corner, but I'm saying yes. Because <laughs> um, you've just got to say yes to everything, haven't you? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so I feel like this this opportunity to raise your profile through this has uh, pushed you out of your comfort zone a little bit. And I just want to rewind a bit because you've got bright orange branding, very pink hair. And I wonder when you started your bookkeeping practice, how did you expect to find your clients? Did you go in there with the strong the strong branding straight away or has this been an evolution? So I always just assumed that I would be an offshoot of what my friend was doing and that I would be quite small and I would just get her clients that wanted bookkeeping. Never really thought about it any more than that. Um, the branding, the orange came first. And I don't know why or how or where, but orange has always been my thing. It's a very spiritually, it's a very, it's a sacral chakra. So it's about safety and it's about um, grounding yourself and being creative. It's, um, so I have orange. Even my desk, Mac desktop is orange. Oh. I have orange filing cameras. <laughs> I'm not allowed to go in a shop where there's anything orange because my husband will drag me out kicking and screaming in case we get more orange in the house. <laughs> but also it means I discovered through yourselves when there was a psychology of colour person on, it's also the colour of balance, which is just perfect in every aspect, balancing the books, balance of energy, balance of homework, 
balance, yeah. you know, everything. Um, so, but also partly for me, when I first started it, I think orange is a really energetic color. And I think bookkeepers are generally seen by the outside world as very staid and very boring. And I was like, that's just not me. <laughs> so, and I, you know, I kind of thought uh, the orange was a non-negotiable. And to start with, I was like, I don't really care what people think, but actually I think it makes you stand out in a crowd. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if you lined your uh, branding up against everyone else who's watching this, there would be a few really bright colours that stand out and uh, it's going to get you noticed and speak to the right people. If people are tuned into um, like the energetic healing and what you described around the meaning of the colour orange, there'll be people who are like, oh, yeah, OK, this is the person I need to speak to. No, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's very much the people that will be attracted to the bright colours are more my client I'm, I'm not going to get the very safe very boring I mean I've got a couple of clients like that but they've tended to come to me because they've been recommended by software partners or they found me on the ICB website mm -hmm. or you know and they I'm just local to them um but I mean I just think it, it really does make you stand out in a marketplace but you've kind of got to be prepared for that you know, you can't go out with bright orange sign and then be a dormouse. Oh, tell me about that then. So um, <laughs> has that felt comfortable getting like becoming known and being visible? Not at all to start with. It's been a really long, slow journey. Well, probably not that slow, actually. But it's been a long journey, probably helped quite a lot by COVID mm -hmm. in that it's given me the time to be introspective and to work on myself because I'm very woo, um, you know, for me, a lot of it's been looking at how have I become the person I've become? You know, I was brought up in a house where we were very much told, sit down, be quiet. Don't draw attention to yourself. Don't put your hand up in class. Just very Victorian, don't be seen, don't be heard. Um, and so the kickback to that is you hit your mid forties and dye your hair pink. Um, and jump up and down and go, here I am. But it, it has taken, you know, it, it's still not 100% comfortable. Um, I wouldn't want to have to do public speaking. Uh, but again, that's because somebody very kindly said to me when I was working for the police and they knew I hated public speaking and I had to give a conference, uh, a police chief's thing. And this person who's supposed to be a friend came up and said, oh, I can see why you don't like public speaking. You're rubbish at it. How rude. And, you know, like that confidence, 100% knocked. I will, I will do it. I know I'll do it. But it's, I think with the visibility, it's doing it a step at a time and doing it at your pace. You can't be rushed by other people. Mm. Um, I have a VA now and she does a lot of my shouting for me. So like with the stuff at the Shard, I was a bit like, oh, I feel like a bit of an idiot going, oh, look at me, I've done this, oh, look at me. Um, so I sent it all to her and she did it for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's a good way to manage it, isn't it? You know, say I need, this is happening. Um, Lottie's referring to coming along to the Shard when we released the book Keeper Rises. And uh, we had a little get together for some of the authors who contributed to the book. And um, 
yeah, you need to mark those things and you need to use these opportunities. But sometimes having somebody else to be a third party and um, not be emotionally involved to just say, well, you know, this is this is factual. This has happened. We need to tell the world about it. It's very different. Yeah. And actually that, you know, it really helps. I was talking to somebody about it last week and they were like, you know, actually, it's a really good tool to have if you've got something to celebrate and you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself because you feel it makes you a bit big headed. There is absolutely nothing wrong with getting somebody else to publish those posts or write those posts or whatever on your behalf. So don't be backwards in coming forwards because you can always hide behind somebody else in, you know, in that way. Um, I was doing some year planning yesterday um, uh, with Catherine Morgan and um, she said to me, have you done any lives? Have you done any reels? I was like, no. She was like, well, we know what we need to do next then. And I was like, do you know, actually, if you'd said this last year, I'd have been absolutely terrified quaking in my boots. But actually, I'm ready. I'm nervous and I'm not sure. And I did think I'd do a live in here first. You know, like I might put a reel in the Six Figure Bookkeepers Success Lounge first. Do, yeah, do. You know, just to feel my way out into that visibility. Yeah. So... Tell me about, um, I'm looking at that. Hi, everyone who's joining live, by the way. I'm, I'm having a look through the comments and um, lots of people saying, you know, I hate visibility. I'd, oh, I'd have a panic attack if I had to do public speaking. Somebody said, I'd get my VA to shout out at me since I feel uncomfortable. You mentioned about um, the steps that you can take to slowly sort of ease yourself into being more comfortable with visibility. What was your first step when you, because you, am I right to think you did a rebrand recently-ish or if I no you you haven't done a rebrand okay so when you um when you when you've been looking for clients what were were the first actions that you took to start to feel more comfortable with getting yourself out there where where did marketing start for you and what does it look like now so it started really with just going through my friends you know um and if I'm completely honest I don't do a huge lot of marketing until now I've been really slow and I've been really lucky because nearly all of my people have come from recommendation. Do you think that's Um, because you've told people what you do? Do you think your friends are spreading the word? um, I think it's been more people that have used me. So somebody found me on the ICB website and I did a massive cleanup job for them. Because of them, I'm now working with a PLC, which is a very nice piece of I mean they're taking they'll suck the lifeblood out of you PLCs I've discovered but you know it's a great it's given me a really good income to get on to the next step Um, and actually their CFO is leaving but he's the one he knew he's really good friends with the person that got me that got me from the ICB he recommended me to this guy he's now saying I've got a lot of irons in the fire so I may well need you in all these other companies as well. Wow. You know, so it's, I think a lot of it is just standing up and being who you are and people will gravitate to you if they're the right fit. I mean, you know, I, the orange is an unafraid colour, 100%. But also, and I, I think a lot of this is age as well. You know, you get to a point in your life where you're like, I am who I am. I'm not changing for anyone. You take me or leave me. 
you know, if I'm not your cup of tea, it's probably best to jog on. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. the way it is. Definitely. And there's a level of confidence you have to get to to be able to say that and believe that, isn't it? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I've had quite a few people through LinkedIn, actually, thinking about it. I did um, Helen. Oh, yes. I was going to say she's just changed her name, hasn't she? Got married, changed her name. I can't remember the new name. Um, But she I, I did her LinkedIn challenge last year and I got quite a few people through that which has been really helpful. Um, I do think as well that um, you, I think with clients, you have to learn to talk to them at their level as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm very corporate with a corporate client, but then I have a landscape gardener. And if I don't use at least one F word in a conversation, he gets quite concerned (laughs) because that's the only way he takes, you know, I'll be like, where are your receipts and then I'll get the back on the doorstep but and for me that's the branding's very versatile right in that I'm you know the corporate see it and it looks very corporate and very lovely um but the you know the landscape gardener sees it and he's like oh it's quite a sunny color you know okay oh yeah okay interesting that's really interesting um so when you um when you're marketing now I know you said you're not ready for reels yet or lives and you need to work on that but what are you are you posting on social media and what kind of things are you sharing to market your business at the moment so my VA is doing the posting for me because I've just run out of hours in the day um we are in the process of getting I know a lot of people would call it a social media strategy, but it's really not. We're just getting a diary together, you know. Um, So last year, or earlier this year, I did a countdown to self-assessment. So I had a post saying, four weeks to go till self-assessment. Are you ready? I have, must admit, I have told all my clients this year that if they don't give me their paperwork till January, I will be charging them double. And I would strongly encourage everybody to do that because it really has worked. I, I don't want to be, yeah. yeah, I don't be running around screaming at people in January and just not doing it. Um, I just, you know, um, so that, that works. I'm building up a following so that I can start some, um, some products off. So... Yeah. Yeah. See, my brain's already pinging around all over the place again. I'm not very good at staying on one thing at all. It's really interesting, though, because, you know, we can have this conversation, you know, people have heard we've had this kind of conversation already a couple of times this week with Nicola and with Kaylee and everyone is different. Everyone's journey is different. And when you are, um, you know, when you were saying about saying to your clients, if you don't give me your paperwork by January, I'm going to double the fee. Some people wouldn't get away with that. Lottie would get away with that and I think it's like who am I you know what like what kind of person am I what kind of conversations am I going to have what would their expectation be of me and for you to say that that's going to get people to take the action you need them and they'll be like oh gosh Lottie <laughs> and yeah. that, and they're not they're not thinking oh she's going to charge me double they're thinking yes yeah, she's right I've got to get it done um so it's it's how you deliver that really um it's it's really it's really interesting but yeah, yeah. I, I love this. Like, I know there's a lot going on for you and you've got some really big goals for what's happening next. So, and I didn't know that there were products in the pipeline. So maybe tell me a little bit, cause I know you've been doing like 
financial coaching and you've been understanding more about your goals for your business let me know um what you've been working on and what your hopes are for the next 12 months so my son is training with me at the moment he's doing icb and i've got an amazing subcontractor called natasha who i got through 6fb and she's absolutely fantastic i love her to pieces and nobody else is allowed to go anywhere near her because she's mine um and the plan is that over the next year um so i'm going to go out to and i know this was covered a little bit in leander's talk yesterday i'm going to go out to all the estate agents and letting agents about the landlord side of things um so i'm hoping the plan is over the next two years that i'm going to have departments and i will have somebody in charge of each department so we're going to have a woo clients which will probably be me because I can't see anybody else wanting to deal with them. Um, I'm going to have landlords. Um, I'm in a florist's group as the uh, bookkeeping expert. I haven't got any of them as clients yet, but they're all very anxious. So they need a lot of, you know, it's that long term just being in the group, talking to them, offering help. I'm doing a Q&A for them on Monday evening on tax self-assessment, what they can include, what they can't include, you know, that kind of <clears throat> the things that you don't know unless you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going on their retreat in January. And as part of their retreat, I'm doing some money mindset work and um, I'm also doing their self-assessments for them as part of that. Wow. Um, and then hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll come on board if they don't. I've done something that's helping them and that's all that matters because actually for me my role as a bookkeeper is to help them make their business really successful and grow in whatever way is right for them whether it's world domination or ensuring that they can drop their kids off at school and pick them up and not work in the evenings it's about you know making it fit your life um, because I think one of the things is that um, we think of wealth in terms of money and that's not what wealth is at all you can be wealthy in friendships you can be wealthy in love wealthy in anything you know so actually I think what we as bookkeepers need to remember is that we're only helping in one section you know and that that's a really important section because that can then facilitate everything else Mm -hmm. um so again off tangent again um it's fine. So, it's interesting. I love it I love it I think that by helping people with their finances you're really taking a lot of pressure off of other areas though uh you know because it's 100%. so wrapped up in other parts of life um you know if you can't get on top of your finances your business can't allow you the flexibility you need to do the school run it, it um, impacts on your relationships it affects your standard of living and you know so much your stress levels your ability to do put your energy into other things so we have such an important role 100 percent. i was saying to you before we came on my champagne client is she's absolutely ideal client in every way she's terrified of numbers she is um she was a sole trader. She was losing money left, right and centre. Um, she was racking up debts. Uh, I've been working with her, I think, three years. We've just finished her first year as a limited. She is completely out of debt and she's made a profit. And the change that has made to her relationship with her husband and the time she's got with the kids 
has been unbelievable. So she now takes all of August off. All her clients know that. She has August with the kids. She's having Christmas off. I'm actually closing for Christmas and New Year for the first time ever. Yeah. Um, I'm going away and that's it. I'm not having, I'm turning the phone off. They yeah. can't get me. So. Yeah. Um, um, what, what's had to change for you to be able to take that time off at Christmas? Like what have you done differently in your business this year? Do you know what? I think most of it's confidence. Confidence that I cannot answer the phone and they'll still be there which has really taken a while for me. Um, and I think we're all very guilty, particularly at the start of our businesses. I think we're really guilty of trying to be there 24 seven. Um, and actually I think that makes us, it, you, then you get all the scope creep for one thing, but you're also lessening your value to them by mm -hmm. always being there. Um, I've been working with a company and I, I started with them, I was doing everything and then they didn't pay me for three months. And this was, you know, I've been working with them for a year. So I suddenly said to them, you haven't paid me. And he was like, oh, well, we're having a bit of trouble. I was like, okay, well, let me know when you can pay me and then I'll start working again. You know, and again, it takes a while to get to that. But, you know... It, a lot of it really is confidence we've got to know that we are valuable like that business owner knew if he was in trouble actually he really needed you at that point he really needed absolutely. you absolutely and that's what I've said to him you know you can't you know we're kind of like an indispensable part of the business actually because without us your figures aren't going to be right mm -hmm. you can't make decisions without the right information um no but we've got to know we've got to stand our ground and it, it takes confidence to be able to do it and I think anyone who's watching this who is new or just starting out who hasn't had that experience yet I think you need to know this from the beginning it, it absolutely really... no yeah. absolutely it's, it's yeah. it is tricky but it comes with time and with working on yourself and building yourself up hmm. yeah I think we what we forget often is that we're business owners as well and we understand business and often the businesses we work with just like the, the reason we have this community here is because joe and i felt like we were alone doing our own thing in silos and there wasn't and actually there are hundreds of thousands of people doing the same thing as us every day so we wanted to bring people together and you're the business owners you're working with often they need somebody to talk to at their level and we've got to like move away from this idea of being just the bookkeeper down here doing the paperwork with the business owner you know up there and um sort of looking up to them as we're at the same level we can come in and help and have this great conversation support them and say you know what do you need right now I know that it's challenging because I'm looking at finances so what do you need from me what's going to help you a hundred percent a hundred percent and you know I think it's funny because when we were at the ICB summit and they all kept saying you're not just bookkeepers I was kind of like, but I've never thought I was just a bookkeeper. And I think that's life experience, you know, yeah. and because I was doing the VA work beforehand, you know, and I was working with very experienced business people. So, you know, if they say to me, I need to do this, but I don't know how, I can sort of go, well, if, you know, we need to push sales, we need to get lead pages together, you need a sales funnel, you need to do this, that and the other, you know, and so you know much like yourself 
if you've got a business, you know some of the stuff behind, you know, rather than just the finances, you know what needs to happen to yeah. get sales. For me, it's been about knowing it, but applying it to myself. And that's the journey I think I've been on for the last few months and I'm continuing mm. is, you know, actually putting myself out there and having trust in myself that I can do what I'm saying I can do. <laughs> what are you going to do? What's your next step in raising your visibility then? You've got uh, that. Yeah. What are you going to be working on next? So um, reels, reels. I'm doing. TikTok? <laughs> You're going on TikTok, Lottie? Go on. No, I'm far too old for that. My daughter will have nervous <laughs> People would love you. People would love you. Oh, my goodness. You're amazing. She's so embarrassed. She goes to a very proper girls' school, private girls' school. And uh, I went in with her one day, and everyone was like, oh, your mum's hair's so cool. She's like, oh, my God, don't walk near me. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, of course, I walked behind her going, Tilda, Tilda, Tilda. <laughs> yeah, my poor kids. Uh, I've completely gone off where I was. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to do reels or whatever. Um, so getting lead pages together. Um, and I am working on a product for Woo clients um, about bringing sense to numbers. Oh, that's interesting. What, um, what kind of product can you tell us? Is it a secret? Well, it's not that it's secret. It just isn't really very formed yet in my okay. head even. Okay. I mean the creative process for that. I, I have bits of paper all over the office with half-formed ideas that one day will be something. I get it. Somebody, somebody said to me the other day, actually, do a Trello board. Yeah. And it's a really good idea. If you're having these mad creative fits, write everything on a Trello board and then go back to it. Have a like have an appointment with yourself once a week where you go back to it. And go, okay, so hot air ballooning was a really bad idea. That's not going to work. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> you know, but that kind of what what's, you know, oh, actually, I can do that in the next few months. Well, that's a fantastic idea, but that's a year or two off. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's a really good way to yeah, manage it. I think it's, I think it's a really good way of doing it. But, yeah, it's no, it's no big secret. I just don't know what I'm doing with it yet. Okay. But I've been told <laughs> my reels, um, what each one's got to be to get them to the lead magnet the purpose being okay to drive people to a lead magnet so they'll sign yeah. up so they'll hear from me in the future okay that's exciting oh actually we um for members of our success lounge actually we're having a session next our next marketing session is about email marketing so that is we'll talk about that then as well Lottie yeah um, and that's that's the plan because um yeah so I was sitting with somebody yesterday and they were like right so how many people have you got on your email list and I was like mm -hmm. What email list was that? You, well, you have to start somewhere. And I think this is like an, an alien idea. You know, we're here talking about personal branding and marketing all week. And email is probably not part of the plan for most people. It just ha it hasn't been part of the plan. Um, but no. there are massive opportunities if you're in people's inboxes every couple of days, talking to them about what you do and reminding them you're there. So it's just another part of this, isn't it? Absolutely. Like um, Claire's, Claire Johnson has done that amazing booklet on MTD and it's absolutely fantastic. And it's really got my cogs wearing because in my spirit of saying yes to everything, um, I got contacted by the Business Event UK um, about having a stand at Olympia. Oh, wow. And I kind of went, oh, ridiculous. And I went, yeah, yeah, because I'm saying yes to everything. Yeah. 
what am I doing? Um, and then because I helped do some event management previously in my tour around every career, um, <laughs> I said to them, well, hang on a minute, because you've got CBD show upstairs. And actually, I have um, a client who we're doing medicinal cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working towards NHS accreditation and everything. So and there are very few people in the UK who do any cannabinoid based accounting so right. I know that's a specialism that I've got. Right, yeah. So, be, and again, just be cheeky. Always be cheeky. I just said to them, well, hang on a minute. You're saying it's this much. What's the sweetener? You know, what can you do for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've got a corner stand. So I've got two sides for people to approach. I'm right outside the seminar room. Oh, well I'm right done. the stairs up to the CBD show. Oh, lovely. And I've got your listing. Well done. Amazing. So, because you asked, because you yeah. said, what's the opportunity here? I love that. And um, so there uh, actually a lot of my social media marketing is coming from them because they're posting yeah. once every couple of weeks that I'm going to be there. Yeah. Um, which I obviously you know what you can post. do, Lottie. You can post that you're going to be there and then they'll reshare that, won't they, as well? So you can. Yeah, we've yeah. been doing it both ways. It's been working really well. Um, so then now I'm in the world of. I've actually got to buy swag. Yes. <laughs> Which, given the amount of swag we've had, I'm kind of like, it won't be hoodies, I can tell you that. <laughs> um, so if anybody's got any ideas of what has really, um, what swag they've had that's been brilliant, but also cheap to manufacture. Jo always pulls everyone in with the sweets, doesn't she? She doesn't tell people that she does bookkeeping. She just has a sweet stand. Okay. And then have a chat. Yeah, yeah. So I'm doing magnetic That's the one thing we have decided on. Um, because a couple of friends have got them on their fridge. And I was like, a bright orange, one of those would work. Nice. Um, and Leanne then... is suggesting that you do Lottie branded crystals. I love everyone's going to get oh, involved yes. now crystals sweets um, yeah (laughs) ask your software provider someone has said i got loads from zero and quickbooks oh Um, yes quickbooks have already offered actually there you go yes that's a brilliant idea i'm not sure about the sweets i've got a couple of people so my husband can talk the hind legs off a donkey Uh, he's a police officer but he should have been a used car salesman (laughs) so (laughs) I'm getting, I think there's four of us at the moment, and I'm getting everyone um, orange branded hoodies and polo shirts. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start with that. I, do you know what, Leander? If I did Lottie branded crystals, I'd probably be keeping them all because I'd be so busy hugging them. <laughs> yeah. Tracy said, readings. could you do card readings? Oh, yeah. Yeah, only if Joe doesn't come. I don't want that happening again. That was free. <laughs> no. No, I heard about that. Very scary for both of us. Oh, yeah. So, and you know, again, I'm hoping that's going to be, you know, not so much even. I'm not expecting to get many customers from that, but I'm hoping it'll be one of those things that people remember me, and then when they need somebody, I mean, I'm hoping. I think if we can get startups then hopefully we can get them before they start doing everything wrong. I think it's um, encouraging people to connect with you at that point. You're, you're going to have some chats. You want them to remember you. So something that 
uh, will stick around forever in their office. The problem with merch is that it doesn't, it's not cheap. So it's, you know, no. it's, it's an investment, isn't it? And you need to make sure that investment is worthwhile. So is it going to work for you? There's no point take like a load of rubbish pens that aren't going to last or something. So if you're going to do it, make it worthwhile. But really the main goal for you is to get people to connect with you, join a mailing list or connect with you on social media for some reason. And how do you entice them to do that? So, um, yeah, well, I was thinking I'm I'm going to butter Claire up with a bottle of wine and uh, potentially <laughs> get, a, get a similar style of booklet on MTD because they're all going to have to know it because I'm assuming 90% of them are going to be directors yeah. that are coming along, um, you know. So I was thinking that. I did like the sweets idea. I am concerned we'll all eat them. Um, but I think, you know, I just, it's just about, as you say, getting that people. That could be digital, like the, here's my brain going, um, you know, that could be digital. It doesn't have to be a physical leaflet. It could be some information for landlords about MTD or whoever needs to know about MTD. And if you had a QR code behind your crystal stand or whatever you had that they can scan and they put their email address in and then the it, automation just sends them this document or a web takes them to a web page you've collected their email address at that point haven't you and yeah. obviously you need to tick the box to agree to join your mailing list and everything but if it's a case of putting in their first name and their email address tick this the i agree box and then they go through to your resource that's going to be useful to them because you can get them to do the qr code thing there and then mm -hmm. and put their details in on their phone and um it's really low sort of setup cost for you it's just a case of writing something that you know about already and I'll help you with that's this a really good idea because I was already I've already said that I'm gonna have like a I was gonna get a QR code but on a wooden block oh, going no. down the kind of sustainable route yeah. rather than having business cards yeah. um so I could just either have you know if they scan that and sign up then they get the document and all the details should they need them yeah but then I'm thinking with that I might also do like a membership group for startups you've got so much to do you've got so much to do I love this oh <laughs> Lottie well look I, I'm excited to see what happens at this event I want to see lots of photos lots of social media telling everyone about it and I'm excited I'll you know let's talk about this MTD document how can people here who are watching this and learning all about your business connect with you so they can find out more about what you do Sorry, completely got <laughs> sidetracked by the messages there and I was reading away. I love that. Um, <laughs> lots of people sharing, actually, you know, what they're doing. Like Kirsty saying that she's designing a digital brochure for MTD, um, which they hope to put on their website and social media. It's much cheaper than printing it. Absolutely. And where do people, like, most people are at their computers all day long, aren't they? Um, so um, my question was, how can people connect with you, Lottie, so they can find out more about what you do? Um, just find me on here uh lottiesaunders.com is the website uh i'm on i've got a facebook page and i think the twitter handle i don't know if i've done twitter i'll have to ask jay I, <laughs> I was delighted to discover i'm on pinterest apparently who knew there you go. Um, oh and that's the other thing there's going to be principles coming as well at some point wow. amazing <laughs> So connect with Lottie on her website or in our Facebook community and find out more about what she's got coming up and her VA will let you know. Yes. <laughs> Don't ask me, ask Jane. She'll do it. And um, actually, that was something we were talking earlier, just quickly about, um, I was saying about having to do a brain dump on coding and stuff. 
Um, that's another thing I'm going to get my VA to do. I'm just going to leave her voicemail messages and she can populate accountancy manager with the coding options. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the thing. I think that's a really one of the things we've learned from this conversation. You have to use the people who have the skill sets in the areas you need. Don't expect to do everything. You know, for anyone who said I'm out of my comfort zone, I don't like marketing myself or I don't know what to write or how to write it. Find someone who can do it for you. Um, that's yeah. that's good and the same with you know, if there's a process in your business and you're not the right person to do it get somebody else to do it that's... absolutely I've joined the um Suzanne Dibbles small business thing she's doing a cracking offer for Black Friday yeah um so I've joined that my son is really really into law and all that um so I said to him there that's oh, yours yeah. go and do you have to work in your sphere of genius yeah because you know that's how it works, isn't it? If everybody works in their sphere of genius, then everything goes smoothly. Oh, you know, there is enough in the world for everyone. And, you know, it, like in here, it's all about collaboration. You know, and I just think if everyone puts themselves out there and says, this is who I am, this is what I'm doing, the people who are meant to be with you will come to you. What is meant for you won't go past you. That's the main thing. What a great way to wrap things up. Thank you so much, Lottie. Thank you, everyone who's joined us live. We're going to be back for two more sessions for Beat Camp today. We're speaking to Amanda Hutchinson, brand photographer, at two o'clock. And then Joe and I are back this evening. We're going to be helping you plan out your content this evening. Come and join us live. There's also a show up live bonus. So um, be there at eight o'clock. We'll see you later. Thanks, Lottie. Speak soon. No problem. Take care. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to join us every week for the Bookkeepers podcast. For topical bookkeeping chat, why not join our free Facebook community, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com.